This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening. It's Wednesday, and it's 10 o'clock, and it's time for the Late Late Chat Show with me, Toby Payne-Cook, and my Edson friend, Mr. Ed Finch. This week... Hello, hello, hello. This week, we're talking about inspirational people who's influenced yeah. you, inspired you, guided you, and what sort of person have they been? Stay tuned this to be inspired. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, Ed. Evening. Evening. How's your microphone this week? I don't know. How is it? It's the same microphone. Mind you, it has been through the wash. It wasn't meant to, but it was in the top pocket of my shirt. It's, it's been through a, you know, it's not a heavy wash. It wasn't like, you know, um, sports gear. It was just the normal shirts wash. Um, <laughs> shirts? That reminds me of a song by the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Early for that. <laughs> don't get me started. Anyway, yeah, no, microphone working, I hope. Yes, sounding good, me? actually. Sounding no good. doubt the listener will uh, drop a line in, as we invite them to do, in the chat. Uh, let us know if I'm too loud, too quiet, oh, too shrill, too, uh, too echoey, too boring, uh, or um, anything. Anyway, we've got we've got two listeners from the off this week oh, already. Come on. Do we we've know got who they Lucy, are? lovely Lucy, who's been she's been gorging on um, on Twitter, uh, not Twitter, on on TT Radio tonight because she was listening with me to to the wonderful Alex right earlier on, who had um, yeah. Hugh Ogilvy called in. Um, nice chat um, they had, and so hello Lucy, dedicated fan, and hello Melanie as well listening, and hello to all those who decide to join in in the next few minutes and. Also, hello to all of those listening on Catch Up. So, Ed, so I know what's... there's people who listen when they go for a run, isn't there? I can't imagine that we're particularly, <laughs> particularly motivating run listening. Do you think? I, the, what I want to know, I actually, yes, this is a this is an order for anybody yeah. who listens to us when they're running or afterwards or, or catches up with us. And you know, our, our Twitter friends and our good friends mm. let us know that they liked it. So, so old um, creative Hig and and Lucy yeah. and a few other people say, yeah, um, we could have. Um, you know, love it, love your show, love listening to Nick Wood, etc. But on catch up. But mm. if anyone does listen to this on catch up, could you just send us a, a, a tag us into a to a tweet or something to to either Ed or or me and just say, you know, I listened to your show and I, I liked it, but I didn't love it, but but I did listen. So <laughs> so we we know who yeah. you are. We can we can maybe tailor the content a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if if want research. more of any particular part, we're not we're not proud, are we? No, no, no. Um, Lucy, Lucy's put in the chat. She could ramble to us. Um, Lucy, I think we should consider that. Um, but I know that Ed and I always have a lot to chat about. So, um, so we'll 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 see. Maybe maybe if we when we when we're getting into the three most or something later on, um, if you're still listening and not not tucked up in bed, then um, then maybe we'll take you up on that. Um, mm. Ed, how's your week been? Are you okay down in Devon? Yeah, We've not okay. had a pre-production meeting this week. Um, I don't, you know what, I think this week has been okay. You know, we were so braced for this January to be COVID-tastic. Now, I know that a lot of colleagues around the country have been suffering from uh, large yep. numbers of staff absent and lots of um, lots of bad stuff. And, and, you know, in my little corner of Dartmoor, in the in the beautiful uh, town, it's a town on paper of yes. Tagford, we, we've, we've, been, we've, been, we've been okay. Touch wood, touch wood. Don't curse it. We've been having a nice time. We had um, a guy from, in from the Wildlife Trust, and every child in the school planted a tree, and we made a hedgerow. I think that's a nice thing. We well, that's a good that. thing. That's a good thing. Very that's bit of bit of um, yeah, excellent. I mean, honestly, tree there's planting. a lot of tree planting where I live. Year. It's not like a blasted heath. I live on literally. I don't live. I work literally on Dartmoor, and it, it's mostly trees. But uh, you know, but we planted 150 more of them. That's the main thing. Uh, yeah. And we had the grand unveiling of our beautiful new school mural. I don't know if anybody saw the pictures of that that I was. Yes, your school mural beautiful. looks beautiful. It looks really good. Awesome. It's really good. 
Very, very good. Is that your initiative? Did you initiate that yourself, or was that you know, pre you? No, no I, I'm picking up all the brownie points, obviously, because you know, yes. you, you, I'm Take scooping them. those like anything. But uh, you know, long, many, many months ago, pre-pandemic, I believe the uh, school had an auction of promises to raise a little pool of money to pay for things to do with the arts, and it was bizarrely successful. Made about seven grand. Honestly, you wouldn't believe it. And um, so we've been happily spending that money. I bought a set of samba gear so i can have my samba club going again reminds me of my old school back in oxford where we played samba and yes. we've got this um big mural and i'm hoping at some point i managed to persuade our friend daryl wakeland to come and do a little uh day or a week with us and uh, make some beautiful things so yeah no it's nothing to do with me and the artist we pay to do it is a lady called anna higgy if anybody's on the loose and they want to google her website anna higgy my word she's a great Beautiful work. Loads of, she's done lots of covers for magazines that we'd have liked, as well as these fantastic murals that she does for like Green Man and for um, big festivals, and then for multinationals as well. Anyway, that's yeah. not very interesting to the listeners, but it was a, it was a blessing in mind. We had a huge hall, very new, very modern, very white, very hospital, and now it's got these massive splashes of sort of Matisse-esque or maybe Miro-esque, depending on how you look at it, yeah. colour, and these lovely hairs that are bounding across. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. What are you? Are you? Are you wearing a sort of frictiony jumper? Your your. Oh, is your it making loud noises? No, it's not making loud noises, and I have no problem with it at all. But okay. I know that the the TT Radio um, production office may may comment that um, uh, you you. It's just it's probably colliding with your top a little Maybe bit. Maybe if I just try and stay really still, or the it's quite tedious, isn't it? It's quite I mean, tedious with the, with a handheld microphone. It's quite hard. Mm. Why don't we give the audience the choice? Now, listen, audience, I know there's only two of you, but it's like, you, you, could you drop in the comment, either just say that the, 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 the rustling of my clothing is not a problem and you're not upset by it, <laughs> or say we'd rather you did it in the nude ed. And I can do I can take the clothes off. And, you know, <laughs> but the problem is I'm sitting on a sort of a PVC leather um, sofa. What about your chest noises. hair, though? Your chest hair could be a problem. Yeah, well, you probably wouldn't be here at all. You know those big. Let's let's actually not, let's not go any further. Uh, Lucy's taking the clothed option. Good, good idea. Okay, <laughs> um, here, let's do this. Tweet of the week. Yes. So I'm a little more prepared. I did just put something out on the twits <laughs> and cool, see that. if there are any last minute entries, and, well, and there have been. Well, um, one you you sent one. Yeah, no, I sent the, the Michael Fabricant one that made me yes, laugh. Michael a Fabricant. Lot. He has the most ridiculous hair. Has the most ridiculous hair, doesn't he? Um, mm. uh, we've got some more visitors who've, who've listened, who've joined. Excellent. Hello, hello, listeners. Hello, lovely listeners. Yes. Thank you for staying up for the very important late, 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 late chat show. Um, yes, no, the Michael Fabricant tweet. Um, that was funny. Let's let's go to my bookmarks and read that out because um, that is 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 good. Uh, short as well. A, a tweet, a good tweet, is ideally short, isn't it? Which, which is yeah. none of my tweets are short. Um, Michael Fabricant, what we need, Prime Minister, is a dead cat. The PM on your head, be it. Um, <laughs> still yeah. funny, still funny. <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. And on on the theme of all the um, never ending shenanigans with this um oh let's not get political but you know you know what we're talking about I, i'd like to mention the wonderful rosie holt who yes, is um good. a great satirist but such a good satirist that she's almost interpreted as being real mm. so she she but it's the responses to her i obviously yeah. can't read out her video which was two and a bit minutes long probably about an MP doesn't know whether she attended a Downing Street party or not and talking about the Sue Gray until Sue Gray's investigation, et cetera. But some of her replies were, um, some of the replies were funny. So someone said, and replying to it, uh, good evening, I'm the toxicologist responsible for producing your, hang on, hang on a minute, no. Rosie Hosting, my husband says he might have had a drink last night going against our dry January pact, but he won't know until the toxicology report comes back. I thought that was good. And then, mm. good evening, I'm the toxicologist responsible for producing your husband's toxicology report. Unfortunately, due to the fact that I too broke my dry January pact last night, I asked my neighbour's cat to carry out a full investigation into both mm -hmm. incidents. Um, 
there's lots of it's, it's pretty depressing but there's lots of fun to be had with the um, criticism yes, of our yes, current yes. Well, prime minister I, I, I mean i'm not going to be spoiler myself too badly so i say if i'm invited to play the ukulele this week and i, I don't you are i will be i don't i don't take it for granted but <laughs> but uh, if i am invited to i do have a couple of uh of themed songs so um oh good well, good i'm, I'm glad you look forward to that. there isn't there oh yes Yes. Have you got any other? Are there any other sort of tweets of the week that, that you know what? I've got a very, I've got a, a, you know, I've, I look out for poems on the on the Twitter. You hey, do. I, you know what? I'm just going to say this isn't tweet of the week, but I was so pleased to see Joel Taylor get um, the uh, T. S. Eliot Prize. I don't know if you saw that yesterday, but that was a bright spot in everybody's life. If you haven't don't know Joel Taylor, she's a brilliant poet, and I'm just going to see if I can find her Twitter. Um, uh, uh, handle for you so you can find her easily. Um, uh, Jay Taylor Trash is, is her Twitter handle at Jay Taylor Trash. Wonderful poet and won the T.S. Eliot Poetry Prize, which is a big prize poetry yesterday with her, um, her volume. Well, it's C plus NTO Canto, she says it, and other poems, which is a fantastic volume and deserved all the prizes. So if you haven't come across her or that volume of poetry yet, honestly, that, that's your purchase of the week. Now, desperately looking for my other tweet, tweet of the week, which was a poem by Ray Carver, which moved me very much the other okay. day, uh, thinking about all sorts of things. Do you know, do you know Raymond Carver? Toby? I am aware of Raymond Carver. He's best known as a short story writer. I mean, he's, a, he's the best known short story writer in American short story writing, I think. He wrote the stories that Robert Altman turned into the film Shortcuts, which is how he came oh, to the I love that. I, I'm not a big film buff, but I remember I loved no, Shortcuts. Yeah, so it's, I mean, the Shortcuts is basically sort of five, I think, of Carver's short stories. Uh, they're sort of cut together, but it's um, very Carver esque. Anyway, in the last few years of his life, he turned to poetry and he wrote some fantastic poetry. And this one moved me more than I can say the other day. I'll read it to you. It's. Um, Anyway, I'll read it. It goes, suppose I say summer and write the word hummingbird, put it in an envelope, take it down the hill to the box. When you open my letter, you will recall those days and how much, just how much I love you. Oh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? It is lovely. I hadn't come across that one. I've got a big volume of his poems. And it's probably in there, but you know when you've got a massive book of poems, sometimes there's pages you've never looked at. Uh, anyway, so thank you to Andrew Mail for um, tweeting that the other day. Made my day. Yes, well, on the subject of poems, a little bit of crunching on the mic. Yes, Tom's come in, you see. A little bit of crunching on the mic. Maybe Ed sounds like someone is walking through crisps. I think we it's <laughs> actually my fleece. I think I'm wearing a different fleece this week. It's a, yes. a brownish fleece, and I think that's, uh, that's causing the issues. That is um, your fleece. Oh, I remember when I used to work as a scientist in industry, and you used to have to weigh out very small quantities of... Mm -hmm. um, uh powders um you know pharmaceutical powders yeah. um and they you know prone to static and yes you get all sorts of things and fleeces are particularly particularly staticky so that may be the that, problem um, well you know next time but it's, that's better it's gone clearer now it's gone clear off it's damn fleeces don't or taking the fleece off that could be a nice sound effect um and you'll be don't sound like walking through crisps you'll sound like walking through freshly crunched frosty leaves um <laughs> anyway here we go um i've got to, i'd like to mention this is a tweet of the week it just came in late um this is a, just a celebrating the joy of primary school children um miss mm -hmm. smith hey miss smith jane um manzoni retweeted it moreland's primary just a picture of a year six boy reading a book at break time in the playground and mm -hmm. uh, as someone who loves reading books now and trying to write them but didn't read a book properly until I was about 25 probably um it's joyful to see that sort of thing this year six child was absolutely desperate to finish his book brackets the bewitching of Aveline Jones oh, yeah. at break time this morning he stood right in the middle of the playground totally oblivious to everything else that was going on and read the final few chapters um that's nice um what else did I see one more thing, I think. 
Oh, this was something that you alerted me to, Ed. Mm-hmm. I think um, a tweet of the week. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Where's it gone? Um, oh, oh, I quite like there was a, there was the you know that pile of books with the loads and loads of sheet the that book with people turning the pages over and there was a kind of coming up with a title for a book. It's a really tall yes, stack of yes, paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to celebrate my my retweet of that. Give this book yes. a title was. A collation of curriculum intent documents. Um, <laughs> got a few likes. Um, ah, this was one. Yes, you draw my attention to this. All the uniform debate that we had earlier in the week. Oh, the uniform yes. debate, and um, there was a picture of the Scottish students in the um, are the best fleeces. A wolf howling at the moon fleeces. Charlie has just <laughs> commented on. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, um, but next, the, the uniform, the Scottish school, real. <coughs> Real children wearing real uniform, and it kind of—I don't know—I didn't pay much attention to the whole uniform, uniform no. debate. But Megan Devlin, um, who was one of the children in the photograph, as someone who wears this uniform, I don't see the problem with it. As schools across Scotland have a similar uniform, and knowing the people in the picture, they are real people who have feelings and don't need bald middle-aged men commenting <laughs> on their appearance on social media. Yes. And. And then there was the boy as well. You, I think you drew my attention to this. And you, yeah. as the dapper young man in the photo, I'd like to clarify that I am indeed in a relationship. She loves the blazer. I also have an <laughs> acumen for communicating with the opposite sex. My blazer yeah. is a masterpiece, and I'm sorry to hear about your childhood impediments. Best wishes. Mm. That was from Isaac Goyle, one of the students in the photograph. Fantastic. So um, that's 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 my review of the week on Twitter. Um, yeah. Anything we've missed, Ed? Oh, tons, tons, tons. Tons. Oh, tons of stuff. But I mean, that's a that's a good uh, cross section of, isn't it, from the sublime to the ridiculous? Indeed, and, indeed. Uh, and we did okay. well to uh, to, uh, to avoid the worst of the politics. There, we've given ourselves a little big up for that. Yes, good. Um, right here we go. Oh, where is it? Oh, There's not. I need to. I need to bookmark my sound effects. <laughs> The three most. Right, it's your turn to talk, Ed. So we so yeah. we put put a couple of tweets about this. We've got quite a lot to talk about mm. at the end of the show on question of the week discussing this because a few people have made some comments um, on the Twitter sphere about our question, which will come at about sort of 45, 10, um, about 10.45 probably, um, so at the end of the show. Uh, but I wanted you to speak about three-ish people um, who have inspired you as an adult. So, so my, our first show, which didn't have you on it um, because you were unwell poor, um, yeah. before back in November, I think, um, we spoke about, or Alex and I spoke about, guest, guest Alex, substitute Ed Alex, spoke about three people from our childhood who who inspired us um yeah. and um whereas this is meant to be about people who have inspired us perhaps professionally but it doesn't have to be so or in, in you know in, inspiring our career choices or just and, and they don't have to be senior people at all they can be people who've worked alongside us or people mm-hmm. who we don't necessarily know but but have done something or said something or impressed us so have you thought of anybody yeah um, no, i had a think I had yeah. to think about this, and I, I thought I tried to take it quite seriously. I think who is it? Who are the people who uh, had some input on me ending up where I am now? Not that where I am now is particularly uh, unusual or impressive, but uh, but you know, I ended up here. Wouldn't have expected to. I don't think I would have never thought I was going to end up as a teacher or a head teacher. It wasn't really the plan but some people set it off and let's you know there are hundreds of people played a little part in that and i just try to tease out a few of them i don't know probably not quite three is it i remember meeting some primary school teachers on my first week when i went to work in ethiopia now um i went as a teacher but i you know i didn't think i was going to be a teacher i was just getting away from a, a situation that i felt had been going on long enough in my life i thought i need a change and and I took this job going off to teach in Ethiopia and I didn't really know what to make of it. I didn't see myself as a teacher at all. I thought, I'm not really a teacher, but I'll just do this job for a bit. You know, like I thought teachers were some sort of a special breed. Maybe they are. I anyway, think they are. We are. Met these lovely ladies who just like were funny and clever and, had, you know, we really 
just great people. One of them said to me, and I've never forgotten it, I never will forget it, she said, teaching is a great career as long as you work out the spaces you can exploit to do the right thing amongst all the stuff you have to do. And Ooh. I thought, I mean, yeah, and it's true. It's always been true. It's still true in my in my role today that, you know, you've got to find those bits where you can go, do you know what? The right thing to do. The right thing to do today was lie on a on a carpet in early years and put together some jigsaw puzzles uh, with uh, with uh, a couple of the kids there. That was the right thing to do, and I was able to do it. I managed to. got most of my work done as well. Uh, sometimes you have to be a little bit naughty to be a good teacher, don't you? And I didn't know that until these ladies told me. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you get all this stuff that you have to do, and yeah, fair enough, you have to do it. But in there, there's going to be spaces you can creep. I remember when I worked uh, stacking shelves in uh, Sainsbury's. If you wanted to disappear, you could go in between the stacks. Right? There was in a back room, that big back <laughs> room at the back. There's yeah. big wheeled things full of bread and I don't know cakes and stuff. You could get in there and disappear for quite some time. It's like that in teaching. Get in between the stacks. Get in between the intent and the implementation and find somewhere you can exploit to do the right thing. So those Ooh. ladies, they influenced me. A little bit later, um, same sort of time in my life, like a year later, a little bit more maybe, I ran to this guy, still known, I can't remember his name, he's Neil something, I think. He was a teacher. I'm going to say Sunderland, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but um, you know, he told me all about the job, and I, you know, like I said, I'd been teaching in a secondary school in Ethiopia, but I hadn't been teaching in the UK. I knew nothing about the system. He told me about how it works and how hard it is, and how you have to do the right thing, and sometimes that means doing the wrong thing to make sure that you get the right thing done. Um, and I drank too much with him uh, on the beach on the island of Lamu. Have you ever been to the island of Lamu? I haven't been to the island of oh, Lamu. I need to know where the island of Lamu is. It's, 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 it's off the coast of Africa, is it? Kenya. It's a little bit yeah. dodgy sometimes because it's very, very close to the edge of Somalia. So mm. last time I was going, I was going on the bus and lots of people said uh, I was very brave to go on the bus. And it, I wasn't brave. I was foolish. I hadn't realised that a good 50% of the buses in the previous week had been held up by armed gunmen. But it was all right. I got there fine. Once you get there, it's lovely. Hotels, beach, beautiful place. It's like the absolute epicenter of Swahili culture for the food, for the language. Anyway, I sat on the beach with Neil and he told me all about his job. And I thought that sounds like a job that's worth doing, which I hadn't done before. And then yeah. I skipped forward quite a long time and I could skip past loads of people who influenced me. Um, but I've got to mention um, Julie Lilly. Do you know Jules Lilly? Tweets Jules Lilly. Levels, mostly. She's on the Twitters. She was one of the ladies with Dame Alison Peacock, who set right. up the Beyond Levels movement, you know, which to me was, I don't know, for a lot of us, it was a very powerful moment, as well as the fact that we got rid of levels, you know. I think yes. that, that campaign did get rid of levels because, you know, it was campaigned so effectively. But we also put us in touch with each other and we learned there were a lot of people all around the country who might be working one in this school and one in that school and two over there and three in that corner. But once you put us together, there was a, a mighty group of people who really cared about doing the right thing and sometimes doing the wrong thing to make sure the right thing happened. Sometimes you've got to be a little bit naughty. Um, yeah. Jules is naughty. I don't know. Um, she, I don't, don't Nick's just chipped in on the on the chat to say yay for getting rid of levels. I have to say, I, I, I was never, when I trained to teach when i did my pgc the whole levels thing was very prevalent still in 2013 2014 yeah. and uh, you're coming from industry i it utterly baffled me but then i would also say working in the independent sector it's sort of sticking around a bit yeah. you know because well, we don't have yeah. diktats and and some people were so used to working with that old app kind of framework um uh, and and you know I've, I've sort of stuck with it and still speak yeah. about it which well, um, do and, and people reinvent it left right and center so here yeah. in, here in devon um i'll say no word against them Even you just got levels of the heap of cow muck that you may be uh, standing no, in yeah, there's, no there's a, a i don't know maybe used nationwide i've not come across it before there's eggs exemplification of Blah blah. I can't even remember what it stands for. But everybody goes, "Oh, have you egged their writing? Oh, well, let me go and get an egg sheet. What are you doing in staff meeting this week? We're egging our writing." 
and it is like it's a slimmed down app but it's the same thing yeah. it's around but at least um at least people are shamefaced about it at least there's an argument to be had and we can go back to that document and say look this is why we got rid of this there's Oh well. Anyway, let's not go yeah. too far. But but Jules Lilly, um, she made a difference, and then she invited people on board, and I got to meet people like James Pembroke, and Simon Kidwell, and you know Simon yeah. Smith. I think I first met um, Ruth maybe through that. You well, know, I'm, I'm, I'm going like, to mention Simon Smith because I you 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 are good friends with Simon Smith, and I'd really like to meet Simon because I think although I've not met him and I've not worked well, except for training, um, I've not worked in a primary school, um, but I think Simon is someone who, or you know, the way he speaks about leading a primary school and head teacher in a primary school and 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 i'm sure the way you speak about it too ed in in, in a few months and years time once you've once you've been in the game of that, <laughs> that, that, way around. for a little yeah. longer but but simon simon just you know he talks about it's, it's kind of leading from the heart and and actually mm-hmm. doing the right thing and of course he has to adhere to various frameworks and and things but but i think that's i think that's quite lacking in quite a lot of I perceive it's quite lacking in quite a lot of people, you know, that, mm. that that we we're so reactive because there's such, you know, we're so reactive to framework inspection frameworks or yeah. government diktats or national curriculum, this, that, the others, or whatever, and and you know the things of SATs and GCSEs and and their specifications according to those driving everything, that that actually thinking no, this is what I want my school to do. This is what. I think children need to learn and, and what we need to learn as a community and, and grow as people together. And, and Simon seems to be one of those people who's really, really good at, at sort of articulating that. And, and, but I, you know, I don't know, I can't know that for sure because I've not experienced working in his school or, or, or meeting the fine gentleman. But as I've said before, great taste in music. Um, Terrific ooh. taste music. And uh, no, he is, I can tell you, I've spent a, uh, Good few hours over the over the course of the last few years with Simon, and he's uh, he's as beautiful in real life as he uh, seems to be on the Twitters. I can tell you, great, yeah, absolutely driven. But you know, he's very you know he's driven by that authenticity, and I think when you if yeah. I lose that, uh, you know, pension me off, please. You know, yes, really authenticity, good. great word, great word. I, yeah. um, Ed, I just want to say we're going to move towards um a the news. Would you like to take us there with oh, your right, yeah. ukulele? No, I- Absolutely. Um, well, look, um, couple. I'll go with this one first. <coughs> it's all about um, work things, isn't it? It's all about. Um... It's my work, do, and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. I can't actually, it's work do, it's not work do, is it? What is it? It's a work activity. Yeah, I don't Nobody know. Nobody yeah. knows yeah. where my Johnny has gone. <laughs> Judy left the same time. Why was he holding a hand when he's supposed to be mine? It's gone. Could you sing with me, please? It's me. my party. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Tremendous. Thinking about songs with parties in there is quite a few. Oh yeah. People can guess what I'm going to do next. What am I going to close out the show with? Oh, you, you, you will, we'll leave that one till the end. So keep yeah. listening to them. We've got a lovely lot of listeners tonight. Some people who don't normally stay up this late. Um, oh. And um, so bed, welcome God, to... You'll be we, good in the morning. got Nick Wood. Wonderful Nick Wood, who we bigged up so much last week. We can't big him up enough. We've got lovely Charlie Richards. We've got Lucy still on, I think. Kieran Mooney, Leanne, Melanie, other people are in. I think Cassie... Is that is that modern Cassie? Um, in was in earlier, um, and and obviously our great leader Tom Rogers is with us as well. So sure, thank you man. all. Um, we are Teachers Talk Radio. We are Toby and Ed. We are halfway through the show. It is time now to go to adverts and news and a tech update. We aren't going anywhere. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be back in seven minutes. 
by hang on let me play that are you looking to take your phonics practice forward then little wondle letters and sounds revised is the program for you created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics little wondle letters and sounds revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind the program offers complete support for your phonics teaching alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. As schools across England struggle to remain open as a result of high staff absence, many head teachers have an army of volunteers on standby. Nadim Sahawi has stated that 8.5% of teachers are in isolation currently and the Department for Education is working on plans to cope with possible absenteeism of up to 25%. Vicky Bingham, head of South Hampstead High School, said she is building an army of helpers in case of need. She tweeted, Everyone is so kind. We've even got a hierarchy for the Ghostbusters, who are you going to call moment? For our cover supervisor. We had so many different types of kind offers, I decided to prioritise them for him. All volunteers will need to receive a DBS cheque to work unsupervised in schools. In Northern Ireland, a former consultant of a Belfast-based air purification system, Mark Ainsworth, has urged Stormont ministers to install air filtration systems in Northern Ireland schools. He believes the current situation of schools keeping windows open for compulsory ventilation can't go on. He told Belfast Live, My main concern is that children are sitting in freezing classrooms with their coats and hats on because they're so cold. The whole thought process early on in the pandemic was focused on keeping doors and windows open for ventilation. But you wouldn't expect someone sitting in an office to do this, and yet it's what we're asking of our children. Schools need to close the doors and windows, put the heating on, and have an air purifier at the back of each classroom. The HEPA filtration in these units can contain all the COVID virus in the air and allow children to sit in a normal classroom. Our government is still talking about this while other countries are buying these units up. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Last week I looked at some free apps for the New Year's resolution of getting fit and healthy. This week I tried a few things out and I'm ready to present my findings. First up, the free version of MyFitnessPal. There's an old age saying that 90% of fitness is in the kitchen. If you want to get in shape, you have to have the right building blocks to do so. With this in mind, I set out to log everything I ate and for good measure, I even broke out the scales to get portion sizes correct. My first discovery is that 45 grams of granola, the recommended portion size, is nothing like the portion I've been having. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that it wouldn't even fill a hamster. Realising I was eating three or four 
times the portion I was supposed to was made me think about my other choices. So I ate the recommended 45 grams and logged the milk. I was surprised how easy it was to find foods in the search feature, even supermarket brands. The app gave me a calorie target based on my weight, height and goal I'd chosen. As I had a coffee, I decided to map out my day and stick to it to stop myself cheating. After a week of tracking, I reviewed what I was eating. I could see where most fat and calories were coming from, allowing me to consider, I'm not promising anything, where I could make changes. The question you want me to answer is, did I lose weight? The answer is yes, but I think my next experiment had the most impact on that. Over the break, I managed to fall asleep watching TV and woke up to an infomercial on a DVD box set to get fit in 60 days. 60 days sounds quite quick, but thinking about it, it's practically two months. However, I did a bit of research and found a program that didn't need any weights or equipment, just floor space. I picked up the Insanity Workout series for around £35 on Amazon. My thinking being, you'd pay that for a month in a gym and I get to keep this forever. Now, I will confess, I do consider myself quite fit already. However, nothing could have prepared me for this. With Sean T, the amazing energy coach screaming dig deeper and about 20 fitness professionals bouncing around what looked like a high school gym i've spent 45 minutes a day for the past six days jumping stretching squatting and definitely sweating being honest i was ready to tap out after the warm-up on day one i'm not gonna lie i used muscles i don't think i've ever used by day three even sitting still and lying in bed at night hurt after pushing through today on day seven a rest day the pain has subsided and i feel great i just have one word of warning if you're looking to do something like this the long walk from the car park with a load of books may be impossible in the first week. Read the disclaimer, this is not to be taken lightly. In conclusion, I can't see myself keeping up my fitness pal once the novelty wears off, but it has made me look at my diet. A DVD fitness program for me is great. Finding 45 minutes is not always easy, and if you want to try before you buy, if you're a member of Netflix or Prime already, there's programs on there which are already in your subscription. Next week, we're back to Tech for Teaching. I'm Steve Woods, and this was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on teachers talk radio and we're back in the room thank you to gail for the news and to steve the tech i was just thinking there's quite some hamsters that can eat quite a lot of granola i think but yes oh i've gone echoey ah is ed still on mute ah am i there am i there is that's better that's better technically might be to do with the fact that it went through the washing machine. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Now, I'm just going to do this again. The three most. Yes. So, um, have you got more you wanted to say, Ed, about your three most inspirational oh, people? Or is it, is it my turn now? on forever. I could go on about people who've influenced me. <laughs> oh, let's not. Let's not. Let's go. What have you got to say? Come on. Well, let's have a bit of you. My, I just need to remind the the um, thousands of listeners that mm-hmm. um, I haven't always been a teacher, and so I was a scientist in industry from um, 1995 until 2011, and and then when came into teaching, well, PGC 2013. So, um, so anyway, my first person and the main person. Um, is a wonderful guy, was a wonderful guy, um, who's only seven years older than me, sadly died of a heart problem aged 40. But um, he was the late, great Dr. Duncan Bryant. There is, in the Royal Society of Chemistry, a molecular spectroscopy award named after him. He was a fantastic guy. So, So I went to work for a year at SmithKline Beecham Pharmaceuticals in Tunbridge. It's since it then merged to form part of GlaxoSmithKline, but the site closed down a few years ago. Um, but I was there in 93, 94, as my undergraduate year as a student. And I, I sort of accidentally fell into a chemistry degree because I wanted to do medicine, but didn't get the grades. And, and anyway, I probably, which is not a bad thing because I've accidentally killed a lot of people if I went into medicine, I suspect. Not great with my hands. Um, um, in certain aspects of life anyway um but uh, duncan was my supervisor so he'd he'd um uh, did his chemistry degree at imperial and then his phd through the university the open university and then um did a two-year postdoc in um university of baltimore in the east coast of the the u.s and he um had just come arrived back at 
at, um, into industry for the first time only about six months before I joined. And so he was still, you know, in his whatever, mid, late 20s. And he, um, Charlie said, fell into chemistry degree. Sounds like some kind of Batman-type villain origin story. Yes, um, <laughs> absolutely. And, and I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to be. I was this sort of posh boy still from from private school, but I'd kind of had some of that rinsed out of me through university. And Duncan just, he was brilliant, a brilliant scientist. And he taught me how to use this incredibly complicated thing that looked like the Whopper from War Games film, if anyone remembers War Games with, um, I think, Ali Sheedy and... Ooh, was it film. Matthew Broderick? I can't remember. Right, it was Matthew Broderick. It's terrific. Yeah, great film, it. great film. And yeah. and the Whopper, which went to DefCon Four or something. <laughs> um, this 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 huge thing. It was a, a, a for any chemists who are listening to this. It was a mass spectrometer. It was a triple quadrupole, a um, atmospheric pressure ionization mass spectrometer. And he trained me how to use this thing, and it was really state of the art. And um, but it wasn't. So he made me realize that science in the real world, that doing science, and it was just a wonderful thing. And so he inspired me to to stick with science. And um, But it wasn't really just the fact that he was great at science. It was that whole year. I met so many great people. There were a lot of future heads of sort of chemical development and pharmaceutical development at, at – um, uh, GlaxoSmithKline and AstraZeneca were all there as kind of bench chemists when I was there. Um, and and it was just a hotbed of intellectual scientists who were normal people. So Duncan was, he introduced me to dub reggae. He also introduced me to Shostakovich and Sibelius and doing impressions of John Cleese, um, Minister of Silly Walks. And, and he was just, he was just, and we used to do pub quizzes on Sunday nights at a wonderful named pub in Tunbridge called the Cardinal's Error. I don't know if it's still there. Great name for a pub. Um, and he was just an all round intellect, but funny and wonderful. So, uh, and I thought, gosh, Maybe I can be a scientist. Maybe maybe scientists aren't all weird. And um, uh, there we go. So he was he was probably the most important. Inspired me into that. Um, and then there've been a whole host of people in science beyond that. Um, I suppose Eddie French, Doctor Eddie French, who interviewed me for my role at Pfizer in two thousand and one, and was my boss. Very funny man. We wrote some sort of. Christmas pantos and reviews together. Um, I, um, you know, we just had a chat, and and I think I think that's the thing that through my time in science, I realised that a lot of scientists, and I think school children, uh, tend to think that scientists are a little bit can be a bit sort of socially. Um, what's the word, inept, and, and and be a bit weird. And some of them are, but then some artists are as well. And so I think, uh, yeah, pe pe but, there's, but there's really, apart from Duncan, there's no one really who stands out. So then I need to talk about teaching. I decided to go into teaching. I was advised against it quite strongly by the Pfizer sort of redeployment people when I was made redundant. said, so, Toby, you are far too nonconformist and far too... Um, free thinking to go into education and and that person was probably completely correct to be honest um but here i am and uh, and as i'm a little disparaging about gcse science for everybody you know i think if you've got a scientific brain and you're good at maths then gcse physics and gcse chemistry yes rock and roll but i'm a little confused by why we choose to teach everyone the structure of the atom and the principles of covalent bonding as fascinating and wonderful as it is i think there's a lot more useful stuff we could be teaching 13 14 year olds than that um so i'm my teaching influence um is probably my really good friend uh uh catherine walker who i work with at the school i work with she before coming to work at my school, she was, I think, a Senko uh, in, a, in a special school and worked as a deputy head in a primary school before that. Um, she was head of what we call middle school um, when I worked, um, when I first worked there, middle school being um, for year three, four and five for, for us because we go up to year eight. Um, and so she was my kind of I suppose pastoral leader because I was a year five form tutor and the children at our school don't, they start moving around subject specialists in year five. And so 
Um, and she was just she's just a great leader, a great sort of micro leader, you know, not not, not micromanaging, but just just lovely and, and a really kind, inspirational person who really cares about education, really ch- cares about children rather than, you know, about how they're learning rather than kind of what they're learning. And and I suppose she's been a pretty important person and, and a great friend to me through these these changing times for me as well. So um but I don't really have any leaders in teaching who who've particularly inspired me. I like our new head actually. He's good. He's good news. Um been there and seen it and done it. Um uh, I'd like to give a shout out. I gave a shout out to Simon Smith. I, I've met the person I'm about to mention in terms of sort of teachers on Twitter who I think are pretty inspirational. Um, I, I think Emma Turner's pretty cool. I've met her and she's written a couple of books. I haven't actually read her books, but but I kind of like her her blogs and um, her passion and. Uh, a wisdom uh, that she seems to have in, in, in quite a young young head, really. Uh, her wisdom. So, and you, of course, Ed. You, you. Oh, I think you are inspirational. The, what you've done with Brew Ed, and and that, of course, which has been a little COVID affected. You know um, what? We're getting back. We're getting the old band back, back together. We've got we've got getting the team, up. getting the old wait. gang back together. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, my son is uh, is very motivated, and he's made me book a uh, book the hotel, book the train tickets. And he's hoping that he's going to be allowed to present. Oh wow! Yeah, he's hoping. We're hoping, we're hoping that one of the speakers drops out so that he can do his epic takedown of the Story Mountain, which he wrote for uh, Brewhead Oxford more than two years ago now. And <laughs> at some point, it's got to be delivered. So uh, he's hoping <laughs> that he's going to be allowed to do that. Happy days. Oh, That'd be nice to see. Good him, old Douglas. Is Douglas moved on? So he was last time I saw Douglas. It was um, craft work. Before that, it was Pink yeah. Floyd. Where where's he at musically at the moment? So what were we listening to? Um, I mean, he's very eclectic. I forced him to listen to Oxygen by Jean Michel Jarre. Oh, I remember listening to that when I was yeah. a wee lad. Honestly, it's actually a lot it's better than I'd remembered. There's a yeah. lot of King Crimson going on. There's a lot of King Crimson now. I mean, I don't hate all King Crimson. You know, some of it's uh, bearable. Uh, he likes that, but we listen to quite a lot of. Uh, I was trying to get him to listen to Tribe Called Quest. And yeah, like a to, tribe called Quest. You know, Paul Hardcastle, he gets some heavy, heavy no, rotation. No, 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 19 area. not out. Absolutely. Honestly, no, no, what I like about my son, I mean, I like lots about him, and he is my son. I'm allowed to be part of He will listen to anything and give it a go. He was smashing University Challenge out of the park on Monday. He got more, I think he got more points than either of the teams. There was that whole... Um, I don't know if you watch University Challenge. Yeah, I do. I'd watch it, but I, I never win anything on the University yeah. Challenge Klaxon. I religiously do it, but never seen. But there was that round, which was about um, David Byrne, Brian Eno. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what do you call? Um, do you know um, Art of Noise? All that. Lot. Yeah. I think he. I think he got every question in the entire round. That's like, impressive. Oh, At fifteen, you know not yet sixteen. Stuff, but... Yeah, no, that's good. good. He's doing good. Um, right, we've not. We're going to run out of time if we're not careful. Oh no, we don't want to do that. Question of the week. So, our question of the week was related to what we've been talking about on the three most. I need to go to my bookmarks to mm-hmm. actually read it out. Um, and we've had some comments, and so I think, I think this is this is this is worthy of a bit of discussion. I'm not sure we'll quite do it justice in in eight, seven, or eight minutes before. Before we yuki out, um, yeah. let me. Oh gosh, I'm having struggles with where I'm supposed to go on here. Press my face again. Press bookmarks. There we go. I can find it now. Spooling down through here. The question of the week that was sent out on the Twitter sphere with the survey results with a slightly larger, larger um, electorate this week um, was when you think of a non-family member who's inspired or guided or influenced you in your professional stroke slash adult life, not just teaching, what was their most important quality? Obviously a little subjective because I only have four option answers and I kind of thought, so I put integrity down as one of the options, wisdom, insight, experience as another option, empathy, warmth and character 
as another option, and I just want to be like them as the final option. So I want to be like them was the least popular with 11% of votes. Mm-hmm. The second least popular was integrity with 17% of votes. Then it was wisdom, insight, experience with 26%. And I voted for that one, I think. Well, I couldn't vote because it was my survey, but I think I'd have voted for that one. Although I have changed my mind because 46% of people, uh, virtually half, um, voted for empathy, warmth and character. And I think that's Mm. actually right, really, isn't it? Is that the people who inspire us or influence us are generally kind people aren't they it's so so yes integrity is important being authentic and and true to yourself is important and having some wisdom and experience matters too sometimes we want to be like them but that's that's quite rare that's a bit of that's more idol tree or whatever you call it um but but empathy, warmth, and character—someone who's giving, going to give you a bit of time, can kind of get to know you and and, and say something insightful in, and 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 just, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm trying to think if I can think of anyone who I've been you know, powerfully moved by, but professionally or intellectually, or whatever, who didn't strike me as warm. No, I think it's. I think it has to be there. You know, it's like well, that you take that as red. Of course, being warm by itself does not inspire, but you have to have it to be there. I sort of think, who am I looking at? I was thinking one of the people I might have mentioned when I was talking about who influenced me is a guy called Tony, who was a lecturer at Manchester Metropolitan, and uh, was a lead lecturer on my um, when I did it. I did a PG dip that was supposed to turn into an MA, and then I moved country about three times and kind of lost the plot and never got the um got the uh the big essay thing what do they call that big essay thing at the end thesis. Um, there you go never wrote the thesis because yes, i was in it's Ed's fleet. i was in poland and then i was in scotland and then i was back in oxford and it never quite happened but anyway tony brilliant man a lovely man hugely warm which is why I could take to him, which is why I could listen to him, and then hugely, hugely influential in my understanding of teaching as I'm going to sound a bit of a, a bit of a poser now, but teaching as an innately political act. You know, mm. he had the intellectual chops. I wouldn't have noticed it if he hadn't had the warmth to bring me on side. So you've got to yes. have that and the authenticity because you've got to believe them, haven't you? You've got to believe. You've got to them. believe them, and you could be yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's key. But you know what? It's interesting thinking about this question is that that people have influenced me and inspired me. But I I am I am a bit of a contrary bugger, and 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 you know also there's lots of I've been thinking about this a lot uh, recently, particularly over Christmas and stuff. And and you know, I know we're all complicated, but but I I feel I feel quite complicated, quite multifaceted. Mm. There's lots of different Tobies, you know. There's there's and, and some people are much better at either compartmentalizing their different roles in life or or fusing them all together. And yeah, and I think I that's something yeah. that that I think about about my dad who who died when i was 16 who who um hugely influential on me because he he never worked for anyone else for more than two years so he i suppose you could there is a line of argument that goes that my dad was quite a selfish man um Mm. because he he you know he he never wanted to conform to anyone else's way of doing things you know he was a creative and an ideas man he was predominantly a farmer most of his life um or a grower but but he was he was sort of at one with and and i think i i have to say i sort of find people who you know either run their own companies or i've got a great friend who's an architect who's very uh you know and and who i or farmers are quite a progressive sort of farming friend. I find them more interesting and inspirational than perhaps a manager or a boss or a or a head teacher because we're all in a system and and even the most compliant of teachers only agrees with sixty to seventy percent of the system that they're working in. And so so you know however charming and warm and empathetic that person is, they they may have guided me and steered me, but I think I'm quite a difficult person to guide and steer. I'm a, 
bit, bit and so i think that's that's quite interesting what i was going to say some of the responses to to the question nick i don't know if nick's still with us i think he may have tucked himself up in bed nick wood he talked about a colleague i work with share an office with and have worked alongside for the last 13 years gentle considered approachable the soul of discretion humble and wisdomous um is that a wordle made up word um wisdomous we have a co-coaching relationship she inspires me with her boundless support and rational compassion nick has won the um early independent fog factor award there i think for for his um, mm-hmm. amount of long words in that lovely lovely um praise of his colleague lucy who may still be with us she sent a tweet i've had Lots of excellent colleagues, but a couple do stand out. My present work husband and someone who is now ahead, but I was her TA in year six before that. Both amazing teachers, but also kind, balanced, and thoroughly decent people. Um, and then someone called Chris Malaband replied on Twitter. Uh, also the ability to teach about life as well as the subject and to be interested in you enough to help to guide you. My hero was a chemistry teacher who really taught me about diversity, anti-racism, blues music and photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and then Nick's reply to the actual survey was kind of all of them. I think patience yeah. that embodies both wisdom and empathy it's how they are repl- applied so appropriately and thoughtfully to each different situation that is so inspirational. I opted for empathy, warmth, and character as a result. Um, I think that a, there's that Bob Monkhouse joke, isn't it? Uh, he says, you, know, "You can say what you like, but uh, sincerity has to be the most important thing." And if yes. You can fake that. You can fake anything. That's <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, true. Yeah, it's true. There were some other comments I think on Twitter. Oh, Jules, your 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 um cold swimming, wild swimming. Yeah, my um, And he he mentioned Vic Goddard actually. Yeah. as someone who's who's Vic's quite well known, isn't he? Was is educating Essex? Is that am yeah. I correct? And he's sort of like he is well known from educating Essex, but I think um, I think that people uh, might risk misjudging him from that because yes. they think, oh well, he's a celebrity. You know, whoever did the uh, the research. They sent people out to to meet hundreds of head teachers. They were looking for the right one. Vic is. Uh, I've had a, had a few doings with Vic. He is warm. He is kind. He is funny. He cares deeply about the children, about the school. He cares deeply about you. If he met you, you know, you get that from him straight away. If he meets you, he will take an interest in you. I, yeah. Uh, I ran into him at my very first ever um, uh, teach meet. Back in ninety, oh, not ninety, but two thousand and something, I spoke. You, I don't know if you did ever, ever did teach me. You get five you, minutes. You do this yeah. little thing. I did my five minutes and uh, played my ukulele, and a couple of people laughed. And he was kind enough to say hello afterwards. And um, I felt I met him, and I felt that he saw me and he was interested in me. Now that's a gift, and it's because he really is. It's not. He's not yeah. Offended. Great man. Love yeah, you, that man. was that, hello, that was the thing. You know, you're not listening. <laughs> but uh, yeah. hello, we love you. Yeah, and that's what Jules said. Basically, the same yeah. things: hardworking, humble, child-centered, honest. Don't play games. Compassionate. Go that extra mile for staff. Principled, bold, possess integrity. We learn from leaders, good and bad. Which it turns out, yeah, and that's the sort of stuff Jules talked about. And so, um, I think I agree. I had someone, the, the, quite a senior leader at, at Pfizer, who was just had the common touch. You know, who who could make you feel at home in their company, even though they maybe only had a spare sort of two minutes, but that two minutes felt like gold, you know, and, and that's, Absolutely. that's a rare gift. That's a rare gift, isn't it? That, that, that great leaders do have. Um, and, and definitely a rare gift from our more famous leaders in politics, which leads us to mm. our end of show ukulele. Oh, is it Ed. time? Is it time? Um, it is okay. time. It is time for you to play us out, um, okay. with something. It's been great. I've really enjoyed this week's chat. Um, <laughs> I think perhaps we should think about pay, people, um, inspirational, famous people another time, but we'll, we'll talk about something different next week. We will decide in the week. But here is the wonderful Ed French with his ukulele. Okay. Thank well, you for listening, everybody. It's important, isn't it, people, that we, uh, that we really fight for what we believe in. That's, that's my clue. Yes. You wake up late for school and you don't want to go You ask your mum please but she still says no 
You missed two classes and no homework. But your teacher preaches class like you're some kind of jerk. You gotta fight, fight. for your right, for your right. to a work event. Oh, sorry, what did you say? I missed the line. Your pop caught you smoking and he said, no way, join in. Do you know it? I know it. I love the hypocrite boys. smokes two packs a day. Man, living at home is such a drag. drag. Now your mum threw away hey, your best research porno mag. <laughs> Sorry. You gotta fight, fight. for your right, for your right to a work event. To a work event. Oh, that, that is Ed Finch on the ukulele playing Thank the Beastie you. Boys, changing the word party to work event. Did you see how very, I did that? Very Some clever. people would have changed the whole song and made it satirical and clever. I didn't. I just turned party into work event. Pure genius. Pure genius. And there's nothing we can add to that. I'm going to let you say goodbye, Ed. Oh, well. Thank you for joining us, everybody. I hope if you're listening tonight or if you're listening in a week, uh, just I hope that we've touched your hearts, brought a little joy to your day. And now it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Toby. Goodbye. See you soon. See you next See week, you everybody. Soon. Bye. See you next week. Thank you very much. Oh, hang on. Theme, <laughs> exit music, exit music. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. Next time on Teachers Talk Radio.